You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Rolling right along here on the Wednesday edition Grant live here on Listen App. Hope you are doing well. St. Louis and L.A. tonight at Dodger Stadium. Max Scherzer for the Dodgers. Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals. So that game gets underway uh, in about two hours again from Los Angeles. You win 106 games. It comes down to one game to move on. The winner taking on the San Francisco Giants. The Yankees last night losing to the Red Sox and You know, I did a rant on this, and to me, the entire Yankees season comes down to this, all right? To me, the first inning was a microcosm of the Yankees' entire season, which, by the way, ends up being a complete failure, all right? So with two out in the first inning, you've got John Carlos Stanton, all right? He hits a shot off the green monster. And he should be on second base, but he's only on first base. Why is he on first base? Because he was jogging coming out of the box. All right? I mean, it's not a big game or anything, right? I mean, I don't know why you would want to run, you know, why run hard? You know, you're only making, you know, $35, $40 million a year. I mean, I don't want to put too much strain on you put too much pressure on you to run out of the box. But that was pretty bad. And then you had the voice of the New York Yankees, John Sterling. And, you know, listen, John Sterling has given Yankee fans a lot to like. And he's had a lot of great memories. But, I mean, are you freaking kidding me or what? You know, 83 years of age, I'm okay. If you're in your 80s and you're doing games, that's fine as long as you can do it well. But John Sterling, are you freaking kidding me or what? Absolutely horrible. All right? There's a drive. It is high. It is far. It is gone. And then he talks about, you know, the home run by, I mean, it was it was embarrassing, okay? It was embarrassing. And then after he makes the call, he says, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? Well, you obviously can't see anything because the ball went off the monster, okay? Clearly went off the green monster. And I don't know how you can 
call a home run that's not a home run. I mean, it's unbelievable. Seriously. Like, what are you looking at? Then he says a Stantonian home run. I mean, it was awful. Then you get to the bottom of the first, and you have two out. And you have Garrett Cole, who's making $36 million this year. And Garrett Cole gives up a two-run homer. And, you know, I look at Garrett Cole, and I see a guy that is not the same pitcher because he can't cheat anymore, because he can't doctor the baseball. That's what I see when I watch Garrett Cole pitch. I mean, they made the rule change this year, as we all know, in Major League Baseball. The pitchers are checked periodically throughout the game, their hat, their glove, etc. And clearly, that has affected Garrett Cole's spin rate and his effectiveness. So the Yankees, their entire season, you can look at in the first inning. Stanton, and again, I, I still cannot believe that you know, you'd be jogging out of the box regardless of how you think the ball is hit. I mean, it is the playoffs, right? And then you got the announcer, drilled, there it goes, deep left, it is high, it is far, it is gone, out of the ballpark, a Stantonian home run. Then he then he says, now what did I do wrong? What did, see, what did I see wrong? He's at first base. Then you got Garrett Cole who again is not the same pitcher, plain and simple. So the Red Sox take on Tampa, the Yankees, and I did a rant on this back in, I think, May, could have been June, I can't remember, how Brian Cashman, the general manager of the Yankees, still has a job, is beyond me. Every year the Yankees have, right up there with the highest payrolls in baseball, they have everything at their disposal, and they haven't won in a long, long time. What was it, 2009? Last time I looked, it's 2021. With that kind of payroll, then you look at the team in their division, who's going to be hosting game one tomorrow, Tampa. They have a tiny payroll, but they have a general manager that knows what the hell they're doing. And they put a good competitive team on the field every single year. But not the Yankees. Nope. Not the Yankees. And that's Brian Cashman's fault. And I know Cashman's done a lot of good things for the organization. But he hasn't done anything good for the organization in a long time. And it is beyond me how Brian Cashman hangs on to his job. And the same goes for Aaron Boone. I can't imagine... Aaron Boone being the manager of the Yankees next year. I really can't. So give me your thoughts. Raise your hand. Hit that hand icon, and I'll get you right on. But again, the the first inning, it is just beyond belief to me that a major league player can stare and, you know, just watch what he thinks is a home run that's not a home run. And because of that, he's on first instead of second in an elimination game. That's just unbelievable to me. It really is. Uh, that that just 
And again, the Yankees didn't get a hit after that, so he wouldn't have scored anyway. But it's just the principle of the thing. What kind? Of, it's just awful. It's embarrassing. So that's my take. You know, the Red Sox, they did what they had to do. You know, Valdi pitched an excellent game. Excellent game. And they didn't walk anybody. You know, the Yankees were walking guys left and right. You know, you don't win playoff games by walking people. That, that's just it. You don't win playoff games. And then tonight, you know, I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of walks tonight from Adam Wainwright and Max Scherzer. This should be a game where two runs win the game tonight uh, in Los Angeles. So, again, if you want to talk about baseball, hit that hand icon, and I'll get you right on if you want to talk about NFL or anything else going on. Speaking of NFL, I don't know if you saw the story about Joey Bosa of the Chargers and the comments that he made after the game Monday night. He said this about Derek Carr. He said that, and, I, you know, again, I, I don't disagree with what Bosa said, but he said, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook. And you saw on Christian Covington's fourth quarter sack, he was pretty much curling into a ball before we even got back there. So great dude, great player. He's been having a great year, but we knew once we got pressure on him, he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective with a crowded pocket. So that was the key to it. First of all, I would say that's true of a lot of quarterbacks in the league, but I do think it's true of Carr. So what did Carr do? He comes out and talks about it. Quote, I just thought it was unfortunate that he'd even think to say it. Maybe he was just trying to get under my skin, which he did piss me off. So good job for that. But that's not a bad thing either. Huh. Then he adds this. All right. He said he still loves Bosa and he knows that, quote, we've gone back and forth. He was probably mad because I was talking a lot of crap to him during the game. It was an emotional day for them. So a lot of things about their whole team after. Good thing it's a new week. He's entitled to that opinion and saying those things. But it's almost like he watched the game in reverse. The game that I watched, we came out and fought a little bit after they got after us a little bit up front. Fine. The opinions I care about are what Gru and Oli told me when I came into the building yesterday and today. And it will always be that way, especially my teammates. But we'll see them again. He's entitled to that. He's entitled to say that. Great player, great dude. I just don't think he watched the game in the same order that I did. I don't have anything. I totally agree with Joey Bosa. Now, whether or not he should have said it, that's another thing. But I, I don't have a problem with what he said. He's, he's exactly right. I, I do agree with him. I do think that Carr gets gun shy back there. I absolutely do. So we'll see. You know, they play in week 17 uh, in Las Vegas. But that's what I saw. And, yeah, I think the Raiders did a nice job of getting back in that game after being down 21-0 at the break. They made it a game, got to within a score, missed a field goal, which could have made it 21-17. And then the Chargers, you know, scored that cushion touchdown uh, to win 28-14. to But, you know, listen, should Joey Bosa say that? Eh, probably not. But, I mean, Derek Carr is clearly rattled by it. Why would you give Joey Bosa and the Chargers, why would you validate what they said? There's no reason to talk about that. You know, if you're asked about it, just say, I've got nothing to say about it. We'll see him again in week 17. 
I, I mean, and listen, I, I like Derek Carr. I really do. I think that he's loyal. You know, he's a consummate team guy. And I, I, I do like Derek Carr. I think he's a consummate professional. But I think he made a mistake by commenting on that. Why, why comment on that? Like you have nothing to gain. Nothing to gain at all by talking about that. That's the way I look at it. All right, if you want to talk about that or anything going on in baseball, hit that hand icon. Uh, come on with me. Let's get going. Ask me some questions, and we'll go back and forth. But, you know, I'm looking at some of the stories that I've been seeing just in terms of players around the National Football League and in other sports. Most guys wouldn't comment on that. Most guys would not comment on that. So, We'll see. Tomorrow night, the uh, NFL gets underway with week five. I told you about this yesterday. It's really hard to believe to me that it's already the uh, fifth week in the National Football League. And what a way to start off week five with the Rams uh, at the Seahawks. You got the Seahawks, who now have gotten right back into things with a big, big win against San Francisco, taking on a Rams team that loses to Arizona and loses badly. So that's going to be an interesting game tomorrow up in Seattle. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I absolutely hate divisional games on a Thursday night. I think it's awful. I think it's terrible. You should not have a divisional game on a Thursday night. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, The other games that I think are very interesting, Arizona at home taking on San Francisco, and you have a Cardinals team that's undefeated after beating the Rams in L.A. and giving them a real beatdown. And then you have Buffalo at Kansas City on Sunday night. And again, when I look at Buffalo, their nemesis has been the Kansas City Chiefs, particularly in the second half. Let's see what Buffalo does. And then the Monday game is not a good game. Indianapolis uh, at Baltimore, not a good game. All right, if you want to get on, raise your hand. I'll put you right on. I'd love to hear from you. And we get to Al. Alfred, how are you today, sir? Hey, Nate, I'm good, man. Hey, sorry about your. Yankees, that was a that was a tough loss. Hey, they didn't deserve it. They didn't play well enough. Boston played better, bottom line. Yeah, my brother and I were watching it, and I'm like, at one point, the Cole in the bottom of the inning, I mean, he's throwing a changeup to the guy. I mean, he could Cole could hit 96, 97, and the guy looked like he couldn't really keep up with it. But, I mean, he throws him a, a changeup right over the plate. It was a bad pitch, but, you know, listen, uh, Bogarts, give him credit. You know, he, he buried it. He, you know, had two outs on him, and he got the pitch that he wanted. And, you know, two runs shouldn't be the difference in a game. I mean, yeah. the Yankees never took the lead in that game, as we all know. Uh, but then the Yankees, you know, walked too many guys. Uh, yeah. They, you know, the base running mistake by the third base coach, you don't send Judge in from first base on that. Could have been second right. and third and one out. You're down 3-1. You know, that changed that sixth inning uh listen boston was better plain and simple they were a better team last night did your son make it to the game i, I thought yeah. i heard you say it was going yeah he did. how was you it know, huh? he, he had a great time he had never been to fenway before obviously he's very disappointed in the outcome of the game but you know i talked to him uh, last night after the game and again this morning before he got on the plane to go home and he said it was phenomenal being at fenway he said it, you know it was a great experience so yeah, I was just wondering how how they how they treat like you know he was probably wearing his Yankees gear. The fans, uh, maybe other than good natured, it, it's a lot different than it used to be. When I was growing up, the uh, it was very hostile and there was a lot of negativity. And I've said this for many many years, and I'm going to say it again. 
to me, and I don't know what it's like from a Boston perspective, okay, but from a Yankee perspective, after 9-11, things changed a lot at Yankee Stadium in terms of that rivalry. Uh, it used to be bitter, fierce. Uh, there used to be a lot of hostility. Now when I go to a Yankee Red Sox game in New York, you know, you give good-natured ribbing to Red Sox fans, but that's it. And again, the 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 vibe and the feeling of New York to me changed after 9/11, and it's and it, and it's for the better, by the way, that it has changed that way. Um, you know, he didn't say anything. He I, he would have told me if I had. But there were a lot of Yankee fans last night. I'm sure if you watch the game on TV, there were a lot of yeah. Yankee fans. And you know what? When you watch the Yankees at Yankee Stadium against the Red Sox. There are a lot of Red Sox and, you know, teams wear their gear. You know, it's not like going to a Raiders game where if you wear a Chiefs jersey or you wear a Chargers jersey, you know, you might get your, you know, your, your face beat in. It's not like that right. anymore at the Yankee Red Sox games. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Me and my wife uh, got to actually, you uh, took a tour of the part of Fenway a couple of years back. There was no, the playoffs had ended, so I didn't get to see an actual game, but I got to see. The, the red seat where the guy got the hit in the head with the yep. fly ball. And, and they have a museum uh, below the stadium that's just incredible. All, all this baseball collectibles and memorabilia from Red Sox and some of their great hitters. And, and uh, they had their gardens there. It was huge. But just a quick point. That guy, your announcer, I don't know how New York, John the city Sherman. of New York, and the New York Yankees, it, with that franchise and tradition, how you guys can have a buffoon. I mean, that's just like, is buffoon strong enough? I, I don't know. No, uh, it's it's not, but I understand the point, and you're 100% correct. Listen, I, I'm I'm all for people in their 80s working. I mean, I'm, I, yeah. I really am if you can do your job, but he makes he makes mistakes like that all the time, and it's just it's ridiculous. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in the car or listening on radio yeah. and you're all super excited, and then all of a sudden you realize that it's only a single? I mean, it's just terrible. It's awful. That that's that's just that's unacceptable. I don't know. How, I is. don't know how that how the how that team can do it. But anyway, I'll just let you go. Thanks for okay. taking the call. And I do hope that baseball rethinks. I've talked to you about this before. The one and done. I mean, maybe they could have double headers during the year to finish a week early. Maybe everybody could play a double header. I just I just don't like the one and done after 162. But hey, thank you know. Yep, I hear you. Thanks very much for the call. I really appreciate it. I mean, look at tonight. You know, you have a team that won 106 games, but, you know, everyone knows the rules before the season starts. Everybody understands that if you don't win the division and you're a wild card, then you're going to be in a one-game playoff. So that's the way it is. Is there a way to make it different? Um, you know, maybe you have a best of three and you have the team with the lesser record play the first game at home and then you have the team with the better record have games two and, if necessary, three at home. You know, again, I the the the, the reason I think is yes, the calendar, but then it, let's just say you're let's pick let's just take the Giants for example. So the Giants don't start playing, okay, until Friday. If you have a best of three. See, the problem is, you know, you could have, the way they used to, you could have two games in a day, all right? So you could have the National League in the afternoon, the American League at night, or vice versa. And if you had a best of three, you could still start the playoffs on a Friday, 
without a travel day. I mean, you, if you really wanted to do it that way, you could have the games on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday with game one on Friday in both the American and the National League. But we know why they don't do that, right? Now, I'm very well aware there's not just two series going on. You know, I understand that in the American League, Houston's playing Chicago and the Tampa's playing the Yankees. I get that, all right? I understand fully the schedule. But my point is, you know, why can't you have a schedule? You're going to have a day game anyway. Why can't you do that in the wild card round? All right? So give me your thoughts on that. I would love to know. I, I, I hear what Al is saying. But I, I don't really know what the solution is. They're not going to have doubleheaders during the season because well, they could have a day-night doubleheader. But the the schedule, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you give a team like the Giants who won 108 games or whatever it was, right, 107 games, if you give them or or, or Tampa or any of these other teams – if you give them too much time off, then what happens to them? You know, too much time off in baseball is not a good thing. It's just not. It's not a good thing. So if you're the Giants and you win 107 games and you end up a season, if you end up playing on Sunday, right? And now you don't play again until Saturday. That's that's even Friday. That's a lot of time off. So I'm not really sure how you do all this. You know, I know the Dodgers probably feel the same way that Al does. You win 106 games and it, it, it comes down to nine innings. You know, you're taking on a team where you won 16, 16 more games than 16. So I, I guess the question is, is it right I don't even want to use fair because everyone knows the rules before the season starts. Is it fair to have a team with 106 wins play a team with 90 wins in a single-game elimination? Now, think about that for a minute. 16 more wins. That's not one or two or three or four. 16. I mean, that's unbelievable, isn't it? 16. You know, the Yankees and the Red Sox, Ended up with the identical record of 92 and 70. But 16? Are you kidding me? That's unbelievable to me. So we'll see. Game one tonight with the winner going on to take on San Francisco. Let's get to Jay. Jay, how are you, sir? Hey, Grant. How are you? I'm well. Sounds like you had a great weekend uh, going down to that Bama game. It was incredible. One of the, you know, it was a bucket list item for me. Uh, Everybody in that region of the country is so nice. So hospitable, uh, classy. Going to the game was incredible. The uh, uh, friend I was at, he has his his game day routine at his condo, which, by the way, is like a stone's throw from the stadium, is absolutely unbelievable. It's like I, I can't even really put in the words what game day is like at his condo in Alabama. But going to the game and experiencing that, uh, it just it was a, it was a great experience. Thanks for asking. Yeah, hey, just just curious off subject, but does he have the condo solely for the football season, or is it, or, or is that where he lives? Also, it just happens to be close to the football. No, football he lives stadium. he lives in Tuscaloosa. He lives there 
a lot. He also has a house about 20 minutes away on a lake, but uh, he splits both times. But he's in that condo, you know, quite a bit. So I know what you're asking, uh, are, because I know a lot of people in his particular uh, condominium building do only come in for the games. But he, he lives there quite a bit, actually. Yeah, that, nice. Hey, on the baseball front, yeah, ba- baseball has kind of painted themselves into a corner. You know, the <clears throat> I, I was trying to think back without doing without doing any research, but I don't recall a time where two teams won over a hundred games in the same division. <clears throat> you know, certainly two right. American League teams or two National League teams have, but but in the same division, that seems like that's that's probably fairly rare. And you know what else? There used to be a rule where you could not play a team. From your own division until the championship round in other words like like a lot of people feel because of this the situation you just you know narrated for us like and i agree with them you know the win let's say the dodgers win tonight the dodgers should not be playing the giants in the first round of the playoffs i know it's technically the second but i call it the first round in the divisional series they should not be able to play until the following round i don't know why they still have that rule so to me if you're the giants all right you end up with the number one seed in baseball what's their reward for winning 107 games they're not rewarded at all they're playing a team that won 106 games assuming that the dodgers win to me the giants or any team with the best record in their league should end up playing the team with the worst record, all right? So to me, the Giants should be opening up the playoffs against Atlanta, and the winner of the wild card should be playing either, you know what I'm saying, should be playing Milwaukee. I don't understand the way that works, Jay. It's not right. To me, it's not fair. It penalizes the team. Like, the Giants are being penalized here. They're winning 107 games, and they may have to play the Dodgers starting on Friday, who won 106. What's the benefit of winning... The division. Yes, I understand you don't have to play in a wild card, but I mean, it, it, it just doesn't seem right to me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and, and we, we know that baseball is not going to do certain things. Like you mentioned, they're not going to add more double headers during the season that, that cost them revenue. They're not going to decrease Correct. the number. They're not going to go from 162 games to 152 games. We know that's not going to happen. But they almost have to think of doing doing uh, expanding if they're going to have the wild card which I'm, I'm not sure that they should have but if they're going to have the wild card then it, it probably needs to be a two out of three or three out of five but then you're 100 percent right you can't have the team sitting there waiting for a can't. week yeah that that's not fair that's not fair either um the the other the other alternative is well okay well if we go to 152 games now we're going to have to um, do more like the NBA does, where we're going to we're actually going to have more playoff teams, and the everybody's going to play in the first round. And is that going to be, you know, what, what is that going to look like? Two out of three, three out of five, and and that gets very very complicated yep. for some of these teams. And again, it gets back to the point of, hey, we just won 106 games, and now we're we we could still be eliminated by a wild card team in the first round playing what what did we get out of that so to me baseball has painted themselves into the corner by trying to trying to pull every nickel out of you know having this wild card card scenario it's fun but it, it's problematic and like you said everybody knows the rules rules going in so so that it is what it is yeah and here's the other issue with with that the Yankees Red Sox game last night did massive ratings on TV and the game tonight will do huge ratings between the Dodgers and the Cardinals. So baseball loves that. They're going to keep that, but it's very simple. They could fix part of this 
but you're not you cannot play a team with your within your division in the first round in other words only in the championship round that that would fix a lot of that see to me and here's the other issue the giants and the dodgers were the best story all year i mean especially the giants now what happens if i'm just throwing a scenario at you let's say the dodgers win tomorrow and or tonight excuse me and that giants dodgers series goes the distance and it's a great series now in the in the nlcs let's say you have san francisco playing atlanta boy that's a real drop off from san francisco la whereas whereas if you had it the other way you could have the two best teams playing for the right to go to the world series i mean that's why in college football you have one, two, three, and four, where the best team plays the fourth seed and number two plays number three, because ultimately you want a championship game that gives you the possibility of having the two best teams in college football square off. Well, it's not like that in baseball. I mean, the Giants and the Dodgers proved without a doubt that they were the two best teams in the National League. And it's not even debatable. I mean, the next closest team was Milwaukee with 95 wins. I mean, Think about that. If Milwaukee was in the NL West this year, they would have finished 11 games behind the second place team. They would have finished 12 games behind the Giants and 11 behind the Dodgers. I mean, it's crazy. So baseball fans are the losers this year because instead of having a chance to see the two best teams in not only the National League, but on all of baseball play in the NLCS for the right to go to the World Series. Now they don't get that. And that's bad for the game. That's bad for the fans. And it's really bad for the networks. It's ridiculous. Yeah, totally agree. And and basketball, to some degree, has a little bit of that challenge uh, also when when they get to the postseason because yes, they potential, do. But you know, they almost need to reseed every yes, round so they that do. so that that scenario you just laid out is what happens. We want to ultimately get the best playing the best. Sure. Um, you know, as late as late in the playoffs as absolutely hey, possible. Because I think you're 100 right. This is what I've always said in the NBA. I'm okay with keeping the way the, the things the way they are until you get to the final four teams. So when you get to the final four teams, the two teams playing in the conference finals in the East and the two teams in the West, at that point, to me, you should reseed the teams based on record. I go back to the Kings and the Lakers in 2002. They were clearly head and shoulders, the two best teams in basketball that year, but they ended up playing in the Western Conference Finals. How great would have it been for everyone had that been your NBA Finals? And that's what would have happened. But because they don't reseed, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with not reseeding after every round. But when you get to the final four teams, how come it's so hard to reseed? Travel's not an issue anymore. Take the last four teams in basketball and reseed them based on record so the fans truly get a chance to see the two best teams in basketball i don't understand why that's so hard to do well and adam silver he he's more likely to think out of the box than yes. baseball is so that that might be something we we see all man thank you for hey. the call I'll keep listening and looking forward to some more of these shows thank you i really appreciate it thank you very much take care yeah i love doing these shows and you know it's a really good point uh that jay made a really good point and again, I love the calls. So you keep the calls coming and we're going to keep this rolling. All right. I love when you get on and uh, all you have to do is raise your hand. And when I put you in queue, you hit your mic and then you'll be able to go. All right. So it's that simple. Again, when you get put into queue, I think you can see it on your phone. 
you got to hit your mic icon uh, on my phone. It's in the bottom left-hand corner. The microphone, hit that. It will turn green, and I will put you on. I know Alex is trying to get on. Alex, I know you got a, you, you just got off, but all you need to do, raise your hand again. I'll put you back in queue, and then all you need to do is hit that microphone icon, and you'll be right on, all right? So, uh, again, uh, that's one of the reasons why I love doing this format. I love doing a live show. And because I get to be able to speak to, you know, Alfred and Jay and so many others. Uh, and again, the more calls I get, the more interaction so that we can have some dialogue, the longer I'll stay on. And I know when basketball gets going, you know, I think the season starts on October 19th and 20th. Yes, I expect to have, you know, a lot more calls. We'll have a lot of fun uh, and uh, we will definitely do that. All right. So, again, just hit that mic icon when I put you in queue uh, and you will be uh, good to go. Alex, try it again. Raise your hand, Alex, because I'm going to, again, we're all learning here, so we'll learn together. Hit hit the hand icon, and I will put you back uh, in queue. All right, so there we go. We're going to try Alex one more time. I'm going to add you, uh, and all right, so now, Alex, you're in queue. If you, there you go. Now we got it. Good job, Alex. Go ahead. Hey, Grant, Grant. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, that was totally an accident. I didn't mean to go on stage. Well, you're on now, so good. What can I do for you? Give me. What do you want to talk about? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't want to. I, well, I a, a, you know what? Say, listen, but... you're you're listening, and I've seen you on here a lot. So I, I need interaction with the fans. You are you a baseball fan? I'm not really into sports. I'm just. Uh, oh. I actually work with Listen App, and I'm just making sure oh. everything's going smooth. Well, then, then okay. So let me ask you this then. Let's let. Are, are you happy with the way things are going with your app? How's that for a question? Oh yeah, I mean the sound quality is much better than uh, yes. originally. Uh, I, I guess that's good, and I'm I'm glad that everything's working out. I mean, well, good. All right, well, listen, I appreciate it. I'll put you back in the audience, and good for you. See, even we could even talk about the audio quality on on uh, Listen App. See how easy that is. You know, and I, Alex, of all people, I probably don't have to tell how to get on, considering he's part of the app. All right, hey, if you do want to get on, raise your hand, and I will put you right on. So tonight, you have. That National League wildcard game, Adam Wainwright, Max Scherzer. Does anyone think that two runs will not win that game tonight? I mean, seriously. Will two runs win the game tonight at Dodger Stadium? I would say yes. I got to believe that it is. I mean, with those two guys on the hill, it's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, again, we talk about other news going on in sports, especially in the National Football League. There's been, you know, we, we, we talked about Urban Meyer yesterday. And I was talking about the story. It's very interesting because today he said that he never considered retiring after the videos emerged over the weekend. Now, he did apologize again today. At some point, you got to stop apologizing, you know. And he said this, he goes, I had at least three or four conversations with Shad, that's the owner. The message is loud and clear, and I agree with it. Also met with the team on Monday individually, and then today as a group. Had a very pointed conversation with them, owning a stupid mistake that I made. The job of a coach is, number one, health and safety of a player. Number two is to motivate them or bring out the greatness in them. And number three is give them everything possible to be successful and give them a great locker room and then get the heck out of the way. And I apologize for a distraction with a huge week coming up, especially after they've made such an improvement from week one to week four. 
Now, Trevor Lawrence was on the record of saying, I know a lot of the guys respected it. Obviously, it's not an easy situation, and you don't want to be in that situation. I think he's done right by us, and it was a good meeting this morning. Just up front with us, apologize. Yeah, I don't know what else you can do, so we'll see. We'll see. You know, and there's been a lot of people that have talked about this, and rightfully so. You know, if the Jaguars were 3-1 and one, instead of 0-4, would they be making as big of a deal out of this? Probably because it's 2021 and you make a big deal out of everything. And I'm not saying that, you know, what he did is not no issue or anything like that. I mean, it's a real bad look. I mean, it, it just is. It's a real bad look. First of all, I didn't understand why he didn't go home with the team to Jacksonville. I mean, I've always felt that a head coach accompanies the team unless it's like the all-star break. Or if you're getting ready to go on a bye week, that would be a little bit different as well. So, But that's not for me to say. I don't run the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I just, to me, it just seemed a little bit odd uh, that he was not on the plane flying home after that loss uh, to Cincinnati. All right, the New England Patriots, you know, they release uh, Gilmore. and now all of a sudden, he's on Carolina. So Stephon Gilmore picked up by Carolina. Very interesting that he would, you know, be off that roster. So I think, all right, Christian McCaffrey is supposed to come back this week. So that is going to be a big help for Carolina, who lost to Dallas and now 3-1. and one. Uh, Shaq Thompson from Sacramento and Grand High School, he's out for Sunday's game against the Eagles with a foot injury. Well, he's had a heck of a career. I, I watched him play in high school, and I remember going to watch Jake Browning. I know it wasn't Jake Browning. It was the, the really good quarterback before Jake, I believe. I mean, maybe it was Jake. I can't remember. But they were playing Grant at Folsom High School. And actually, I think it was Jake. And Shaq Thompson was like just just being at the game and watching him on the high school field. It was like, wow. Like you knew you were watching a guy that was unbelievably gifted on both offense and defense. I think he wore number seven in high school, if I remember correctly. And that was I'll never I'll never forget watching him play in high school. I was like, wow. I mean, you know, again, there are certain players you watch when you're at the high school level and you know immediately that they're a big time, big time star. And give him credit. He's been just that. He's been really, really, really good uh, with the Carolina Panthers. All right. If you want to get on before we adjourn for the day, just raise your hand. We'll put you right on in queue. Uh, and we'll be able to speak. All right, tomorrow, we'll talk about the Dodgers and the Cardinals game from tonight. We'll also look ahead to the really good Thursday night game, and it is a dandy. It's going to be a dandy tomorrow with the Rams and the Seahawks. Again, I do not like divisional games. I do not like divisional games on Thursday night. I wish they wouldn't have them. I think they're too big of games to be playing on three days rest. I am not a fan of that uh, at all. Not a fan of that uh, at all. Uh, preseason continues tonight in the NBA. You know my take on that. I am not a fan of analyzing too much in preseason basketball. Denver 
is at Golden State. Sacramento is at the Clippers, just for you Northern California fans. Again, I don't read a lot into that. It's just a, a necessary evil with the season beginning in, what, two weeks? It's hard to believe, isn't it? Two weeks, the NBA season begins. And then the NHL, they get underway, I believe, next week. So good stuff right there going on in the world of sports. So that's going to do it for today. Hey, enjoy the game tonight. The Cardinals and the Dodgers, we'll talk about it tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Listen App. We'll break down the Rams and the Seahawks. We'll get into uh, some more things as well. All right. Always great having you on here on Listen App. All you need to do is download the app, as you have done probably, or you can go to listenapp.co and uh, give me some ideas if you want as well. Get your friends. Tell them about it. Let's build this up. Let's really make this happen uh, because I'll tell you, once basketball starts here in about two weeks, this is going to be a lot of fun where we're not only talking about football, but we're mixing in the NBA and everything else that's going on. So one day at a time, folks. I'm really liking this, and I appreciate your support. Make it a good one. Thank you so much for listening right here on Listen App. Grant Napier saying so With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.